Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to Have I Got a Story for You? Produced by PJ Library, a program of the Harold Grinspoon Foundation. I'm Rita Toomey, your delighted and diligent narrator, and today, well, I really have a story for you. I recently had the pleasure of sitting down with the one and only Harold Grinspoon himself. You know, the man who founded PJ Library? Can you believe it? He served the best baked apples I've had in a very long time. Mr. Grinspoon and Vivian Newman recently wrote an enthralling adventure about two brave friends and the Pharaoh and the Jews escaping from Egypt and... (laughs) You know what? You don't need me jabbering on. Why don't I let young Harold tell you himself? Settle in. This is... Behind the Door, an original story by Harold Grinspoon and Vivian Newman. Just for you. Hi, I'm Harold. I'm sorry I'm whispering, but we're right in the middle of Moralise's stories in Shabbat morning synagogue class. She tells the best stories. Today is about the Jewish slaves' escape from Egypt. Pharaoh, the ruler of Egypt, was worn down by the plagues, the terrible punishments that God sent each time Pharaoh refused to let the Jewish slaves go free. Tired of the blood, the lice, the darkness, and the other terrifying plagues, Pharaoh finally announced that the Jews could leave Egypt. The Jews quickly packed their bags and ran. They were in such a hurry to escape Egypt that they didn't have time to finish baking their dough into bread. They carried their dough with them on their backs, allowing the sun to bake it into flat bread called matzah. Oh, phew. It's hot in here. Are you hot? The Jews spent days running across the hot desert sands. It's like a desert in this classroom. I need some water. Suddenly, the Jews arrived at an enormous sea. As they gazed at the sea, wondering what to do next, they heard hoofbeats and shouts coming up from behind. They turned and saw Pharaoh and his men racing towards them. Pharaoh had once again changed his mind. No sooner had the Jews left Egypt than Pharaoh had realized that his country couldn't survive without the Jewish slaves doing their everyday work of building, farming, and hauling trash. Pharaoh had quickly gathered his best soldiers together and chased after the Jews. They were going to drag every last slave back to Egypt. With the sea in front of them and Pharaoh's men behind them, the Jews were trapped. They couldn't move forward. They couldn't go backwards. And they couldn't remain where they were. What could they do? I know. They need to tie together palm branches and build a fleet of rafts. They can jump onto the rafts and row as fast as they can across the sea. That's a very interesting idea, Harold. But could you return to your seat? I... what? Oh, no. I've done it again. Sometimes I get taken away with the stories. Somehow, I'm all the way at the front of the class, rowing an oar that doesn't even exist. Oh, no. (laughs) Wow, look at the time. It's time for Hafsaka. We'll take our break and come back to the classroom in 15 minutes. 
Oh, rafts? What a dumb idea. There were no palm trees in the desert, and there definitely wasn't time to make rafts. I know the real Passover story. Moses lifted his stick and parted the Red Sea. Why in the world did I suggest building a fleet of rafts? My dad says I've got spilkas, just like him, which means we both have trouble staying still. My spilkas, which dad says is the Yiddish word for wiggles, gets me into trouble. Not just when I'm listening to stories, but all of the time. Last Shabbat, for example, our class went into the sanctuary, the main room of the synagogue where everyone prays. Our job was to go up to the bima, the stage at the front of the room, and lead the Hebrew prayers that come at the end of the synagogue service. Although I love singing and I know all the words to the prayers, I just couldn't stand still. I kept bouncing on my toes and bumping into the kids standing next to me. Then I noticed the smooth, shiny banister that leads up to the bima. Before I knew it, I was sliding down the banister and performing a perfect flip at the end of the bar. Let's just say my dad, Maura Lisa, and the rabbi were not impressed with my flip. Although I really like Moralisa and my synagogue classes, I have classes twice a week. I end up spending lots of time in Rabbi Max's office. Rabbi Max loves chatting with me about mindfulness and finding good outlets for my energy. Hafsakah is something that Rabbi Max and I came up to help with my spilkes. All of the kids love it because everyone... Even the greatest of students, like my friend Diane, needs 15 minutes to stretch, run around, and let off some steam. Earth to Harold! Diane! Come on, Harold! It's Hafsaka, and it's our turn to hide. Let's go! Ten. Nine. We need a new place in this old synagogue. They know all our secret hiding spots. Come on! Grab my hand! Whoa! Diane, let's go down that dark hallway near the bathrooms. Harold! Harold, look! There's a door down there that I've never seen before. Let's check it out. Diane, you're a genius. Look at this sign. Boiler room, keep out. No one will ever look for us here. The sign says, keep out. This is heavy. Can you help? Whoa! It's dark and musty and crowded. Look at all these old things. Old sneakers, broken tables and chairs. Dust! (coughs) Yuck! My bedroom looks great compared to this place. Hey, check out that huge black monster over there. Is it a piece of a spaceship? A great big metal tube to another dimension? Um, Uh, Harold, it's a boiler. It heats the synagogue's water. I knew that. Hang on. Is that another door in the back of the boiler? Come on. If we hide behind double doors, no one will ever find us. What is this place? Is it a closet? Or a room? Or maybe it's some kind of magic tunnel that'll whisk us to imaginary lands. 
This place is spooky. Let's get out of here. Uh-oh. Are we stuck? Let me try. Harold, it's not opening. What are we going to do? Uh, let's not freak out. Maybe if we shout, someone will come rescue us. I'll count to three. And then we'll pound on the door and scream as loud as we can. Ready? One, two, three. Help! 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 Someone Help! please open someone this door! Open this door. Help! 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 It's no use. No one can hear us. We're hiding behind double doors, remember? Double doors, double trouble. It's awfully dark in here. I forgot how much I hate the dark. It's as black as ink. I'm waving my hand in front of my face and I can't even see it. This is way too scary. I wish we were back in Moralisa's class right now. Why did we decide to hide in this horrible place? You know, this darkness is kind of like the plague of darkness we talked about in class. Remember, Moralisa said the darkness was so thick that the people couldn't move. Right now, I feel like my feet are glued to the floor. Diane! Harold, don't yell. I'm right here. Sorry, but do you think we went back in time? Did we step through the door and enter ancient Egypt? Help! I don't want to be a slave. I can't work all day and night without stopping. I don't want to meet Pharaoh. He's evil. And I definitely don't want to face any more plagues. Oh no, it's too late. My head is starting to itch. It must be the plague of lice. Now it feels like something is crawling up my arm. Gross! What if it's those bugs that ate all of the food in Egypt? Help! Harold, calm down. We haven't traveled back in time. We're not being attacked by plagues. We're just in some creepy dark room in the synagogue basement. Look, we're not trapped in the plague of darkness. My legs move fine. I was just scared. Come on, let's quit panicking and check this place out. Maybe there's another way out of here. Okay, but hold my hand. Okay, and use your other hand against the wall, see? It's way too dark in here. And why does it feel like we're walking up a hill? Come on, silly. Where are we? I don't know. It feels like we've been walking for hours. Uh, maybe it's a walking plague. You know, Harold, maybe you're right. Maybe this is a tunnel. Not a magical fairy tale kind of tunnel, but a secret tunnel. One that takes you from one place in the synagogue to the other. Or maybe it's a tunnel that never ends. Maybe we're going to be stuck in this tunnel for the rest of our lives. When we get to the end, we will both have beards. Harold, try to relax. When we don't show up for class, Moralisa will send someone to search for us. I'm sure we'll be rescued eventually. But what if they can't find us? We can't give up. Besides, if this really is a tunnel, we should definitely keep walking. Maybe there's another door or another way out at the end of the tunnel. Look, is that a speck of light? Let's go closer. Ah, what's that? Are those zombies? Do you think the zombies are angry because we invaded their space? Help! We're too young to die. Take me back to the boiler monster. Harold, stop. There's no such thing as zombies. A at least I don't think there are. There's some sort of weird breeze down here. Do you think it's the wind that's making that noise? 
Harold, shh. Are those your teeth chattering? I'm nervous, okay? Wait a minute. Those groans sound familiar. Is that Hebrew singing? Is that the prayer we sing at synagogue services? Listen. Oh, yeah. It's... What's this? Ah! Harold, what is it? Something cold and silky touched my face in the dark. Ah! I can't breathe. I think I'm tangled in a vampire's cape. Harold, wait. I think there's some type of scarf on your head. Here, I've got it. Ooh, I'm feeling for vampire bites in my neck, but it looks like we're clear. Huh. Here, feel this cloth. It feels like a tallit. It's silky and there are knots and strings on the end. I think there might be a whole row of tallitote hanging against this wall. A tallit? You mean those prayer shawls that people wear in synagogue? I love those things. Especially the ones that Rabbi Max wears. He has a blue and white silky one, a gray and black one, and a tie-dyed one that's covered in funky colors. Why are there so many talits, or, as you say, tallitote, hanging in this dungeon? Don't worry about the tallitote. Look, it seems to be getting lighter. I think I see some stairs up ahead. Lisa, I'm coming for you! Wait! Diane, let go of my shirt! What if those stairs lead into the sanctuary where the grown-ups are praying? Or what if those stairs go up into the bima? The bima? The stage at the front of the sanctuary? What are you talking about? Shh! Listen! Haven't you noticed that those voices have been getting louder and louder? Yeah, right. How could we have gotten into the synagogue sanctuary without climbing any steps? Remember, Mora Lisa's classroom and the boiler room are in the basement... Did we magically float upstairs? I just thought of something. Did you ever notice that sometimes when we're sitting in synagogue, the rabbi seems to disappear? Yeah, one minute he's up on the bima, sitting in his big blue chair, and the next minute he's gone. Is the rabbi a ghost? Wait, that can't be right. What if the rabbi comes down here to take a break? Or look at the granola bar and water bottle on the table. What if he comes down here to have a snack? (laughs) What if the rabbi comes down here, hangs up his tallit, walks down the dark tunnel, opens the door, and makes a quick dash for the bathroom? (laughs) You mean the rabbi takes a potty break? Shh! Someone might hear us. You know, I think this might be the rabbi's secret tunnel. A tunnel he uses to get on and off the bima. But if this is the rabbi's secret tunnel, doesn't it mean that the rabbi might come down here any minute? Oh, oh no. This is terrible. What are we going to do? We're trapped. If we go up the stairs and into the bima, everyone will see us, including my father. You know how serious my father is about synagogue classes? He doesn't want me to miss a single one. He's going to be so mad. We can't walk back down the tunnel and escape through the door because the door is stuck. But we definitely can't stay here. I don't want the rabbi to find us. Rabbi Max spent an hour last week teaching me breathing exercises that are supposed to help me slow down and think before I act. He kept reminding me that the synagogue isn't my playground. If Rabbi Max finds me down here, he's going to be so upset. 
What if he kicks me out of school and tells me I can never come back? This is awful. I'm doomed. Oh. Harold, you've sunk all the way to the floor. Leave me here. Save yourself. What was that? I don't know. Wait, here it is. Hmm, it feels like a big stick. Maybe it's a hiking stick? Or maybe it's the cane Rabbi Max used last month when he hurt his leg. Diane, what if this isn't an ordinary walking stick? What if it's a magical stick? You know, like the staff that Moses used to split the Red Sea? Harold, quit waving that in the air. What are you doing? Oh, God, please help us. Please light up this dark tunnel and open the door at the end. <gasps> hmm, no miracle. No fair. Why do miracles only happen in stories? Now what are we going to do? Wait, Harold, listen. Shh, I think someone's coming. Is it Rabbi Max? I can't tell. We have to hide. Over there. Behind the Talatote? Good idea. Now, if you can't tell, that clanking sound is the old boiler. If you remember, those creepy sounds scared the kids so much, they let the door shut behind them. But don't worry. It's really just an old machine. Harold and Diane will figure that out soon enough. Diane, my nose is itchy. What if I have to sneeze? What if my spilkes start and my legs begin jiggling? What if we're seen? How am I going to explain this to my dad? Shh! Oops, I did it again. Played with your heart. I didn't have done that. Do do. Let's follow the footsteps. Maybe that person knows how to open the door. Diane! Light's pouring in. It is Rabbi Max, and he's opened the door. Quick, let's run and catch the door before it closes. We got it. Let's go. No, let's wait a minute and make sure Rabbi Max is far away before we escape. Smart. Okay, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15. That's probably enough. I don't see him. Watch out for that boiler, Harold. You don't scare us. We've just spent an hour trapped in a terrifying tunnel. We're not afraid of anything anymore. Yeah, come on. One more door, one more door, and then we're free. Free once more. See, one more door. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, push! <laughs> it's we're right free. out here. I can't stop blinking. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You just saved our lives. Or maybe it was the stick after all. Diane, do you think God heard us? Were we saved by a miracle? I don't know. I'm just happy that we're out of that place. Come on, let's get back to class. Hey, everyone. Looks like we won hide and seek. No one found us. That means we won. We're the champs. Where were you guys hiding? Wouldn't you like to know? Come on, tell us. No way. We might want to hide there again sometime. Diane, are you crazy? Okay, everyone, let's settle back down. Before Hafsakah, we were talking about the Jewish slaves' escape from Egypt. 
we left the Jews standing at the edge of the sea. Before we talk about how Moses and the Jews crossed the sea, let's pause and play an acting game. Imagine that you're a slave who has just fled from Egypt. You're standing at the shore of a gigantic sea, unable to move forward. You turn around and see Pharaoh and his men rushing towards you, ready to drag you back to Egypt. You're trapped. You can't move forward, you can't go backwards, and you can't stay where you are. Does anyone want to pretend to be a slave and tell us how you're feeling at this moment? What thoughts are running through your head? Come on, Harold. Put your hand up with me. We know just what it's like to be trapped, scared, and in need of a super big miracle. (laughs) Wow. If Harold is that good at hide-and-seek, I have to let him hide the afikomen at my seder. When Harold and Diane find themselves trapped in the synagogue tunnel, they end up doing something that the Torah, the rabbis, and the Passover Haggadah, the book we read at the Passover Seder, have been asking Jewish people to do for years and years and years. According to Judaism, every person should try to see themselves as if they personally came out of Egypt. In the tunnel, Harold and Diane begin to feel just like the Jewish slaves who were trapped at the Red Sea. When they finally escape the tunnel, Harold and Diane are able to appreciate being free and the freedoms they experience every day in brand new ways. By connecting with the thoughts and feelings of their great, 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 great grandparents who were once enslaved in Egypt, Harold and Diane are able to stretch and strengthen their kindness muscles and become sensitive to the needs of all those who remain trapped in terrible situations and in need of their freedom. If you liked Harold's and Diane's story, you might enjoy other PJ Library books that explore the topic of escape and journeys to freedom. You can visit the PJ Library website to learn more about stories such as Yosef's Dream, Yuvi's Candy Tree, The Key from Spain, Gittel's Journey, The Blessing Cup, and When Jesse Came Across the Sea.